0: Brian Thief.
1: Uncle Perky.
0: What's going on?
1: You got it figured out, huh?
0: Well, yeah, for whatever reason, it wouldn't let me push it and connect. I had to shut my phone off completely and turn it back on, and it worked immediately. So obviously, gotta, the problem was on my end.
1: <laughs> I got to tell you, it's the most soothing uh, on-hold music ever. I was about ready to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so excited to talk to our guest uh, today. That's what kept me awake.
0: Well, there you go. I'm we got pushing, a good guess.
1: I'm pushing through three hours of traffic to get home so we could get, uh, get here to record. It, and I have uh, no doubt it's going to be worth it.
0: Wow. Three hours worth of traffic?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, everybody's uh, – I'd like to think that everybody's driving up uh, to where I live so they can go ride motorcycles, but I don't think that's the case. Uh, I, everybody's using their COVID money to go drive to someplace.
0: Yeah. I, I had to walk around some sprinklers on the sidewalk on my way back here to get back in time. So it was, I get what you're saying. It was, it was troublesome. <laughs> this is a rough one. <laughs>
1: you're going to be okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think, I'll, I think I'll survive. You know? okay,
1: okay. All right. Well, let's get this uh, show on the road. Uh, so, uh, uh, so for anybody that's listening and judging by how many people tuned into the last, uh, uh, last podcast, not too many, uh, so, for the couple of you, we're going to let you know we're, we're, uh, this is, uh, what we're doing. We're kind of figuring it out as we go. And something we're going to start adding to every podcast is a new segment called What's Happening. And he's going to tell us, uh, whatever's been happening over the past couple of weeks in the world of racing. So, Uncle Perky, what's happening?
0: Well, first of all, if we don't, if we don't have very many people watching the first one, we need, we need to do something. We need more haters so we can, uh, we can get some views. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I, I, what I got to tell you is I think that it's probably nobody wants to hear what we have to say. uh, But when I posted that, uh, that Preston Campbell was going to be our guest for today, uh, I think I got a dozen new followers uh, to the podcast and uh, 50 or 60 people seem to like it. So uh, I think that it's probably just you and me. And since uh, we're adding guests now, uh, I think that probably should get more people
0: listening. Well, that's perfect then because our goal the whole time was that you and I are pretty much irrelevant and it was all about the guests anyway. So, Hey, we're, that, we're going the right direction.
1: That is the truth there. <laughs> so you, you told me earlier that you were talking to uh, to Trevor Hunter about racing snowshoe. What do you have to say about that?
0: Yeah. So, so this new segment, what's happening? I mean, it's, it's break time for us, you know, district uh, big six NGPC uh, works, works into theirs. Last weekend or the weekend before, um, SRA was was racing last weekend, so we'll cover a little bit of that. And uh, but yeah, um, I saw some I saw some posts on Thursday uh, from Trevor Hunter and and he (laughs) he looked like he was at the at the resort there in uh, Snowshoe, West Virginia for the GNCC. And I'm like, so I text him like, dude, are you there? And he's like, oh yeah. I'm like, are you racing? He goes, oh yeah. I'm like. what are you riding turns out he got a bike from uh coastal racing which is the um gas gas factory supported team over in GNCC. and this bike looked sweet the pictures he posted and i reposted them and he's doing some stuff for dirt bike test and uh and i was stoked for him and he was he was stoked and then you know GNCC has live timing, just like we do here with Moda but they also have live streaming. So they spend three hours streaming their pro races, which is pretty dang cool, to be honest. And I got to see him start on the asphalt, which is pretty cool. Um, And then, you know, watching, watching the live timing, I kept watching and watching and he hadn't come around for the first lap. And then 41 minutes later, he was around on a, I think it was like 11 or 12 mile course and then it just kind of looked like he like he wasn't having fun or he was having some <laughs> kind of problem and and uh, I talked to his dad last night and then I talked to him today and he said hands down that race was the hardest race he has ever done in his entire life wow he said even tougher than last dog standing he said it was it was rocks everywhere was rocks and and snowshoe has they have this thing i think it's called uh howard's hole it's it's a like a looks like a bottom of a creek bed that's just mud and giant rocks and i said how was that he goes shoot dude that was the easiest part of that entire course (laughs) uh he told me that uh that he even three hours after the race, he was back at his hotel room and he was taking a shower and he said, dude, I was still cramping everywhere. And he did, he did five laps and, uh, three hours and 49 minutes. I think it was. Wow. And he just said he had a blast, but it was, it was definitely tough. And he said he had talked to a few of the guys before the race and they had told him that that one was the hardest one on the GNCC (laughs) schedule. So um it just goes to show you i mean how tough things are i mean Trevor's he's an elite athlete i mean that dude yeah for sure he's in tip top shape man he mountain bikes he road bikes he does everything and for a kid that's i think he's 21 now um shoot if it's imagine what that would have done to you and I
1: yeah, I, I've been saying for a long time I wanted to go race a GNCC race, and I think I need to lower my expectations. Maybe I, <laughs> maybe I need to go to a GNCC race. I need a funnel cake and watch somebody race well, or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will tell you last year, you know, with uh, the JSB Buchanan Chester transport race team, we went back to Ohio and West Virginia. And when we were in Ohio, it was actually their race was actually at the Caleb Russell family farm. And I talked to Caleb for a while and he said, look, if you guys, if you guys are going to come out here, the best one to go to is Camp Coker, which I believe is in South Carolina. He said it's it's the one that would most fit the West coast riding style because there's less trees and more open, fast grass track stuff. So we would probably do better if we were going to go is to go to that one. Uh, So, you know, I mean, for a guy that's an eight time champ, I would, I would tend to take his word for it.
1: Yeah. for yeah, I think so.
0: <laughs> you know? Um, and then I, I also found out that, so Brandon Krause was there. Uh, I got to watch him start too. And then he apparently accorded Trevor. He, he got around on the first lap to his pit, which was the pits were a mile, about a mile, he said from the finish. And just decided that he was tired and that was it for him. And so he, he was done right there at that <laughs> point. Uh, my guess is he just said, yeah, forget this. I'm going to go take pictures. <laughs> and yeah, so, probably a wise um, decision. Yeah, and he, posted, and he posted some video stuff today. And, and to be honest, I didn't know that James Clark was there either until he posted his video. And and James Clark was out there too. And uh, James ended up finishing uh, 11th, I believe, in Open A, which is wow. good for pretty him. good. That's
1: great. Yeah,
0: yeah Trevor said that James, he's passed him at some point. He doesn't remember when, but.
1: uh Yeah, that's three yeah. three kids that uh, have grown up in district. Uh I mean, that are really, you know, really turned into elite riders. And, you know, we're in a few minutes and we're going to we're going to talk to another one. Uh It's uh I think uh, you know, we've been preaching it for a long time that District 37 is uh, is the place to race and we have uh, a lot of legends of the sport who have come through district 37 and we've got a lot of up and comers, uh, that are just tearing it up, uh, and are really, you know, you know, like in the case of Preston, you know, really are going to go on and, and make, uh, make their country proud, uh, not to mention just uh, district 37. So we also had mammoth going on over the weekend, had, a, uh, quite a few district guys up there as well. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those guys are, uh, <laughs> As they say, hunting bears because the trophies right. that they give out are are bears, and it's a pretty big deal. And you know, go to Mammoth and race. You got to go through qual, you know, regional qualifiers around, you know, the country. I'm guessing. I I know it's West Coast for sure. And and uh yeah, there there was there was a lot of you know. It's cool how they break that up. It's it's really like. I think it's like 10 or 12 days of racing i mean they have all the vet and the old guys go the the first weekend and then during the week they have all the youth riders and then the last weekend this last weekend is all the you know the young amateur fast kids the pros and so forth and you know this last weekend you had uh uh yeah so Martinez. yeah cole, yeah, Martin cole is martinez one. Cole Martinez was out. Colt Neck was out from from Kilmartin. Cole from uh, SLR, Slam Life Racing. And uh, Trevor Stewart was there. Um, Lauren Woods from Kilmartin, she was there. Uh, Caitlin Jacobs was also there in the women's class. And uh, they all did really good. They all came home with bears. Uh, Shane Logan was there as well. I'm sure I'm going to miss somebody. I mean, I watched it all week, but, um, you know, uh, Cole Martinez actually, I think ended up winning the pro class. He went 2 two, got the overall. So he got the, he got the two little bears and a big bear. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So, and, and I don't know if, how much you watch it or, or the people listening to this, but you know, you think about that place when you see it and it's for a motocross place, it's just, it's just an awesome looking place. I mean, the dirt from, from TV and pictures looks really, really good. Um, You know, and the place is just laid out through the trees. It's pretty cool. The only downside that I feel is, you know, you can't camp there overnight.
1: Oh, I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, it's like never been a thing where you can camp there. You have to leave at the end of the day by a certain time. Oh, wow. And and then you got to come back the next morning. And, you know, I've heard from a couple of people that are like, well, like I was talking to Stover and I'm like, dude, what do these guys do that are have these big setups? He's like, well, I mean, they, they, they go out the gate and they literally turn around and get right back in line. And then somebody stays in the rig or the, or the sprinter until they open the gates in the morning. You know, I watched, uh, Lauren Woods had a Instagram thing today of them. It was five o'clock in the morning and they were pedaling their mountain bikes down to the racetrack. That's how they were getting there.
1: I had no idea it was like that. (laughs) Yeah. It's a big change from what we're accustomed to.
0: Yeah. I mean, dude, come on. The camp is
1: like the, one of the biggest parts of it, you know?
0: Yeah. I want to camp. I want to yeah. party and drink after and, and yeah. hang out with my friends, man. But I guess, I guess you just go back to your Airbnb, you know, chalet and just <laughs> do that there. I know, I know kill Martin had a big place for all his guys with a pool table and and some cool stuff and, and, uh, I'll tell you this funny thing. Stover's up there, right? So this is my my funny Stover story. So I call him, I think it was Thursday, and he was on his way up. And I said, well, I'm just waiting to watch you, superstar, get things done and win some races this week. And he goes, nope. Stover's had his wings clipped. And I'm <laughs> like, what? What do you mean you had your wings clipped? He's like, yep. Uh, Callie said no. She She would prefer that I did not. Show up to my wedding, which is this weekend, with any right. broken bones or face scrapes or <laughs> anything <laughs> like that. And I said, Well, yeah, I get that. I could, but I would guess, dude, that your entire married life to her, that'll be the only time she tells you you can't go riding. He goes, Yeah. yeah. He goes, But, dude, she told me I could go mountain biking. He goes, That's I, even more her, I, could, <laughs> I could hurt myself doing mountain biking. And and this is the hilarious part is he, she told him if he was mountain biking on anything other than just a flat gl- gravel road or dirt road, that he had to wear a full face helmet. <laughs> so, so what happens? Kill Martin posts a picture of them up on top of this hill on a single track and it's, and Stover's in the picture and he is not wearing a full face helmet. And
1: her,
0: and her comment was, uh, something along the lines, Hey, uh, Nick, I agreed, if you wore a full-face helmet, that does not look like a flat dirt road.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's already in the doghouse.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. nah, yeah. she's she's pretty cool. I think she's probably fine. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I tell yeah. you what, the, the women that decide to, to share their lives with us, with the crazy stuff that we do, they're a special breed.
0: Well, for sure. No doubt. I mean, what is that saying? Happy wife, happy life, you know? it's Yeah. It's just Even when you're not wrong, you just uh, yeah. say it's your fault, you <laughs> yeah, apologize, yeah. And, and your life gets smoother after that.
1: Listen, I'll be honest with you, Scott. Most of the time when she says I'm wrong, I'm usually wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Your wife's pretty tough, so I don't know if you want to piss her off, really.
1: Nope. No,
0: I do not. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, hey, I'm going to Keep talking. Wait, we, I'm gonna. We got
0: what? Wait, we got one more, bro. Come I'm, on, man.
1: I'm send. I'm just. All I'm doing is sending the invite to Preston. He, uh, keep going with uh, with what you got uh, going on. He's gonna. He will chime in when he chimes in.
0: All right. So we had we had SRA uh, last uh, yesterday Sunday. Um, it's a SRA GP is a once a month. If you've never heard of it, it's once a month at Glen Helen on a Sunday. Pretty cool. Um, in the big boy, 450, 250, 125th class, uh, Jake Alvarez showed up. He ended up over on with Colton Udall and Clayton Roberts in second and third. Uh, and, you know, there's generally a few of the, you know, top GP guys nice. that show up. And... Hello.
2: Preston hey. Campbell. How are hey. you?
1: I'm good. How are you? Per- Perkins is finishing his little wrap-up of, uh, of of what's been happening over the week. He, okay. he's, uh, he's telling us what happened at SRA yesterday. Yeah, okay.
0: which I di- Which honestly, I didn't see Preston's name on it. So for a guy that doesn't like sitting around and doing nothing on weekends, he must have had <laughs> something else planned.
1: Probably like road biked 150 miles and then went and rode for three hours.
2: <laughs>
1: no, I was, I, was, uh, I was trail riding. That a boy. Okay, well, Scott, I'm sorry to cut you a little short on that. We'll talk uh, uh, to oh, you about mine.
0: It's what wow. happens when you get a bigger name, Brian. Right. Bigger exactly. name on the line.
1: Exactly. So, Preston, welcome back to the Wide Open Podcast. We did this uh, about a year and a half ago in Havasu.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, we're stoked to
1: have you here. So, a little bit has happened since the last time we talked to you. Uh, this is uh, This is the moment in the show where I embarrass you with your accomplishments. So, Let's just run down the list. I had to get. So, uh, you're the 2021 district 37 and Hound champion. You've overalled three of the district 37 Heron Hounds, uh, to get that championship. Uh, you're currently leading in the sprint enduro points. Uh, and you've managed to do that by overalling three of the four races that you've raced this year. Uh, probably the most significant of your accomplishments so far this year is while you were doing that in the Heron hound, or I'm sorry, in the sprint Enduro duro series, uh, you managed to qualify to represent the USA in the international six days Enduro. duro. Uh, and it's only June. So I'm curious, uh, like with the rest of the year, were you like planning on uh, fixing world peace and curing cancer? Cause it seems like there's nothing that you can't do this
2: year. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, so far uh this year's gone really good and uh yeah hopefully the second half of the year goes just as well
1: well you've been absolutely crushing it so i've got a list of questions i'm sure scott does as well scott and i were talking a little earlier so let's let's talk for a little bit about isde so scott and i were both talking and and we both realized that we haven't got a fricking clue how it is that you qualify for ISDE. So can you explain to us what that process is like and how you,
2: how you qualify? Yeah. So, uh, they have three, three, two day qualifiers, uh, East coast and West coast. And then they pick your four best days out of the six. And then they take the top seven in the points.
1: So, okay. are there like different uh is there pro and and club level or d- I heard there's like a whole bunch of different ways that you go right
2: uh yeah there um at the qualifiers it's all l o i so letter of intent you have to sign up for and then mainly it's all pros that sign up for it and um what? uh what oh what what races did you race uh, to qualify? You had to race two, not just two. Yeah, I did the first one. I did the, the Prospector's DMC race in Ridgecrest. That was my first two days. And then my second two days, I met, I missed the second qualifier. I was at a, Heron, a national Heron Hound in Utah and then the local district Heron Hound on Sunday. And then the third round was in Craig, Colorado. And I went up there and got two seconds.
1: Nice. Who? who uh, what was the competition like in Colorado?
2: Uh, Colorado is mainly the same guys. Uh, Russell Bobbitt showed up one of the days, and he was really fast. And then uh, – but uh, Axel Pearson, he beat me both days. He was –
0: he was going real fast up there. Yeah, and he's he's going to ISD as well. So, so that that's good.
1: How is that whole thing, uh, Preston? So, like, there's a so you've got a it's Team USA. Are you guys like all like you're all lumped together. Are there different different teams of or
2: groups of guys that are going or groups of guys and girls? I guess. Um. Yeah, I'm not. Ex- it's kind of weird. I'm still not exactly sure how it all works. I'm learning with every email I receive from the AMA and everything about ISDE, but, uh, they, uh, we all stay in like the same hotel and like, there's a food package that you pay for and they have club teams that they may put you on like three riders each. I'm not sure who my teammates are yet, but, uh, yeah, I'm sh- I'm looking forward to it.
1: So this all costs a couple of bucks. I'm sure you've got some fundraising stuff going on uh, to help get you there, right?
2: Yeah, uh, fundraising I think is a big part of it for all the club riders. And um, I actually today I talked to Abitoy and he finalized my my shirts. And um, there I just posted about them on my Instagram. And you could go to the link in my bio and uh the website's just directly on there. Uh Tony Megla designed the shirt and then uh Ryan Abatoy uh printed them.
0: Yeah, I just I just saw your post, dude. Those shirts are pretty badass. Yeah, they're I pretty like sweet. Them.
2: So yeah. Scott,
1: uh now might be a good time for you to talk about uh the thing that you've been telling me about, the you know, the ISD promotional thing.
0: Yeah. So, so Preston, you and I, you and I've talked obviously, but, um, for, and I'll get this out here in the next day or two, Ryan's working on the flyer, but can you guys hear me actually? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you're okay. not going to get yeah. it in the next day or two. Just Yeah.
0: Say. yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> no, I told him I needed it by two o'clock today and it's uh six right. but, um, but I, I told him by two o'clock and I sent it to him at like one forty eight. So, um, but yeah, we're going to, yeah, District 37 and NGPC is gonna we're doing a ISD fundraiser night uh for for Preston, for Cole Martinez, and for Mateo Oliveira who are who are racers in our in our series. We're gonna be doing that on July twenty-second. It's a Thursday. We're gonna be doing it at uh pole position raceway which, um, is in Corona It's right there at the 15 and the 91, uh, Ken fought who owns full position was nice enough to, to get us set up for us to do that. We've got, we've got some go-karting tournament going to go on. We've got a silent auction. That's going to go on. We've got a 50 50, uh, raffle that we're doing. It's going to be from 6 PM to 10 PM that Thursday. Uh, the ent- the entry into that event will be $40, all of those proceeds will go to those three riders to help them get to uh, Italy um, with with as less stress as possible. Because I'm sure Preston, you found out that this trip is not cheap to go. Yeah. So, um, and then they're 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 all going to have their their shirts there. So if you want to purchase shirts from them there to help them out, you can do that. Um, It should be a fun night. We're going to have – Justin Schultz is going to bring his uh, food truck out front, so there will be some food there, and should be a good time. So for everybody that's listening, spread the word. As soon as you see the flyer, come help support these guys. Um, They're a big part of our series and its success, and and they're going to represent not only their country but, but our district as well. So come and help them out as much as you can.
1: Absolutely. So, Preston, you guys are going to Italy. Um, Mom and dad going?
2: Yeah, so I'm flying out uh, August 19th. I'll be there just by myself for a week. And um, I have uh, actually my dad's Dakar mechanic in 2001. He's an Italian native. I talked to him, and he's going to help me for the first week get my bike out of the crate and be my tour guide for the first week until my parents show up and uh they they got uh my dad has the trailblazers things august 28th so he flies out the day after that and then they'll be there for the first day of the race
1: that's awesome you know i watch a lot of the guys go over there and you know i mean you know racing is racing is racing and and just uh, the gravity of going to a being in a big event, whatever it is, you know, it's it's tremendous. I, I would have to think that you probably have a leg up on most of your competition that is traveling uh, to a foreign country by having your dad there with you, because you, your dad has figured out how to how to make that whole that whole routine uh, seem a little more normal with all of his uh, with, with everything's been doing to help Ricky and Dakar. So, I, I mean, you have to be super stoked to have your your dad there. Uh, to help uh, just kind of keep everything, uh, keep some normalcy to what it is you're doing. And I, I mean, I can't imagine that you, you could think of a better coach to help you uh, day in, day out.
2: Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I wouldn't want to have anyone else there with me uh, more than he, him. He, I like when he's at all the races with me, and I uh, tend to do better.
0: Well, here's my, here's my question. Is 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 NAR going?
2: I don't think NAR going to make it. The, what? Uh, yeah, I oh. can't
1: believe it. But we got to get a whole other fundraiser going. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> who's going to Who's
1: going to cook all the food, bro? <laughs> I don't
2: know. I think I think uh, I think NAR has work. I don't think he could pull that one off. He's got too many other
1: trips going. Oh, listen, oh. NAR's NAR's kitchen is like a, a, a absolute must
2: when you're racing a race like that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be well, nice to get well, some Ameri- American Nars food over there. <laughs>
0: well, look, let's not fool, let's not kid anybody. Preston's going to be eating chicken and rice the whole time, so
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: that's that's his go-to race fuel. So, uh,
1: well, that's a that's a perfect segue into another question that I that I had. Okay, so um, I so we've been watching you race since you were since you were a little kid. And over the past year or so, uh, maybe a little, little more than a year, there's been a steady progression in, in your speed. Uh, and it was almost like you could almost like pinpoint within a month of when a, a switch was flipped. And you just all of a sudden became a different, a different racer, a different rider. So tell me, what, what is a typical day in the life of Preston now?
2: Uh, right now it's been it's been busy I uh I've been racing a whole lot this year and uh so I try not to ride too much I ride quite a bit but I really just like to leave it for the races as much as possible so I I ride quite a bit during the week once or twice and then um been going to the gym about three days a week with uh Grindstone uh, Carrie Shear. She's been training me in the gym, helping me out, getting me stronger. Uh, bicycle rides, dirt bike, working on bikes in the shop. It's nice. The shop's only 100 feet from my house. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's pretty much just, just uh, training, riding, and working on bikes. And the occasional, uh, occasional jobs I get here and there
1: do you do you have a full time
2: job besides uh besides riding right now um currently no not full time i get uh some contract work through American Honda every once in a while so it's pretty nice' because it's uh uh what's the word uh it's just uh, like here and there so it usually works out where it's not uh conflicting with the races and
1: stuff so well, that's not always the case, right? Your dad told me a story about Checkers this year, and that you apparently you had some uh, you had some test riding set up uh, with American Honda for the same weekend of the Checkers Hare and Hound, and didn't didn't you uh, move heaven and earth to to reschedule that
2: so that you could be at Checkers? Yeah, <laughs> most, most of the time it works out perfect, and I don't have have any issues. But uh, that. That one was tight. I worked that Friday. I might have worked Saturday. And then... But luckily, it was close out in the desert to Checkers. So after work, I drove over there, signed up, and then raced the next day.
0: Didn't didn't you, Preston, didn't you have that same kind of situation with uh, the Texas Harehound?
2: Yeah, the... Uh, not this year. This year was okay. The year before, I... I was working, and I'd work on Monday. So I raced Texas, got in the car, got home back to my house at eight a.m. Hopped in the car and made it to work on time. So every once in a while, you know, you gotta you gotta get there right on time, but uh, not too often, so it works out.
0: Was it was it there a, a race where? Somebody slowed down your progress down the highway.
2: I don't remember. Oh, I'm not sure.
0: It, wasn't there a situation where you were with Gage or something, and you were really moving along, and you oh, got pulled says, over?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I remember this one. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I I yeah, I have a suit last year. I was. Worked on Friday and then I uh, was driving out to Havasu for the afternoon race on Saturday and I was going a little too fast on Rice Road and uh, got <laughs> picked me up a speeding ticket and it's it's still not completely figured out so
0: <laughs>
2: I'm still I'm still walking the streets so there, hey, okay. there you
0: go there you go so so here <laughs> I've got (laughs) i I've got a question for you. So, you know, you've been on a 450 for a a while now. And now you and I talked a week or so ago and, and you're going to be going to ISD on a 250 and not a 450. What, what made you decide to, to ride the 250 versus sticking with what you've been riding with?
2: i've been riding the uh 450 for a year and a half now since uh this beginning of last year and i don't know i kind of miss the 250 a little bit sometimes so i was like this race has nothing to do with any of our series or championships and and uh i thought it'd be fun just to ride a 250 so i did it i went down to the dealership after i qualified in la habra i bought a bought a 250 and uh yeah, set on that. After that,
0: now, now I and correct me if I'm wrong, because again, my ISD knowledge is not the greatest. But don't they split that into like an E1, E2, E3, right?
2: Yeah. So the yeah E1 is E1 is like 125, 254 stroke. E2 is 450, four stroke and 252 stroke. I believe that's correct. I don't know. And then E3 is uh E3 is 504 stroke and 302 stroke.
0: Gotcha. Now did did you have to do anything with you know AMAI to to tell them hey this is what I'm going to ride? Did they tell you obviously they didn't tell you what to write because you just went down about a 250, but obviously when they go to put you with whatever club teammates you're gonna have, they're not gonna pair you with somebody else. It's an E one. Right? So they try yeah, to do an E one, two, three on each club team.
2: I I believe so, but I'm not sure if that that uh matters as much on the club teams as it does on in Trophy. Gotcha. But uh but yeah, I just they have me fill out the registration or whatever pick your choose your class so just click uh the club team is c1 c2 c3 got so you. i'm riding uh c1 nice on the, yeah
1: what what model bike did you get preston
2: i got a crf 250 rx did
1: you have to make any modifications to it before you created it and sent it off
2: yeah i uh i took I uh, went through everything, made sure everything was good, greased it up, um, got a Pro Circuit to build me a quiet exhaust because uh, sound over there is pretty strict, and I got some ecological FIM tires on it, and my handlebar setup, and, and uh, Pro Circuit did the suspension as well for my weight and uh that's pretty much it it's pretty stock does it have to be plated uh yeah but i don't we uh we took one of our plated bikes and uh just shrunk down the license plate made it into a sticker and stuck it on it and go. that's my, that's my license plate <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh and
2: i had to add and i had to add a headlight too brake light headlight
0: Gotcha. And you did all that like in a couple days, right? You and Cole Martinez having to get stuff into box and over to Ohio yeah, it, so it could be
2: shipped, right? Yeah, it came up quickly because I went to the last qualifier in Colorado and that was on like May 24th. And then uh, everything had to leave my house by June 18th to make it to Ohio on time for the container. So I had three weeks to get everything together. So right away, I got the bike, tore it apart, started putting whatever. Luckily, right now parts are kind of hard to find right now. But uh, <laughs> everything worked worked out perfect, and I, everyone had everything. So went together pretty smoothly.
0: Yeah, that's 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 impressive because, like you said, I mean it's it's hard to get parts for any of the OEM bikes right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: Hey, hey, Preston.
1: Yeah. At your shop, are you guys just wrenching on team bikes, or you, or do you have do you wrench on customer bikes too?
2: Uh, we only wrench on race team bikes here at my house, and then uh, JCR Speed Shop, that's over in San Juan. They do all the customer stuff. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Well, so hey, for any of you guys listening that didn't know, you know, JCR Racing has a speed shop that will work on your bikes and yep, and, you know, look them up there. They're in San Juan campus, Toronto. Probably yep.
1: no, probably no one better to make your, uh, your gen one X, uh, the fastest it's ever been.
2: Exactly. They, uh, we know all the specs and how to make those bikes work really well. So, uh, yeah, if you ride a 450 X or 450 RX or 450 R any Honda line, uh, JCR Speed Shop will uh, hook you guys up. And they have all the – if you guys want all the, like, enduro kits or, like, the lighting and brake light kits that I put on my uh, ISD bike, they, uh, they built all that.
0: Speak, speaking of that Gen 1X bike, Preston, for, for whatever when, – when did that come out, like, 17?
2: Uh, the first – the first 450X, um, no, that came out, like, 2005. Five. Yeah, 2005. I think they and,
1: considered Gen 1 everything, that has a, everything that's carbureted, so 05, yeah. to, 05 to 12.
0: Yeah. yeah, but it, there, yeah but there's, there's, a, o- there's one of those, though, that everybody seems to like. Like, they keep racing that older bike. Like, I always hear the Gen 1X is the one to do. You know, not the it's, new one, that one,
2: that one's been around for a long time and it's pretty dialed in. I personally don't have much time on it and only been writing the, the new one that came out in 19 and that's the one I race and I don't It's fuel injected works good. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to clean a carburetor. So I'm going to pick, <laughs> I'm going to pick the, uh, the, uh, second generation <laughs> one.
0: So let's uh let's let's pivot here a little bit. Let's I wanna talk about hair and hounds. I mean you've been doing you've been doing all kinds of stuff since last year. I mean you and I ran into each other in Ohio for for that, as well as West Virginia for the other GNC. Yeah. And and you've been doing a lot of stuff, you know, since last year, different stuff. I mean, even what did I just see your video for the hair scramble recap? You were sitting around, you were just sitting around last week and you didn't want to just sit around. So you drove to Washington to race in the trees for the, for the West hair scramble. Um, But you're, you know, right now, and and Brian said this earlier, you know, we, and I've said this to you, I think uh, more than a few times that it's, I got you on a two-year plan and in two years, you're, you're going to be winning hair and hound races and you're, you're sitting third in the overall points, third in the pro class. Um, you've, you've had, I don't know, I know one podium for sure, but you've been really close. Do you, do you, do you feel like when you're racing now, do you feel like you're getting closer? Like we like, we feel like it, you are when we see it, do you have that same feeling or do you still think you got a little ways to go?
2: Um, I think I have a little ways to go. I've been make every race so far has been an improvement little here, little there. And like, so I feel like I'm getting closer, but I'm still a little off the leader's case. So I gotta, I need to make, uh, some bigger improvements so I could get there. But yeah, I feel, I feel like it's on the, Incline of getting closer
0: and better, so that's good. That's yeah. I mean, we like I said, I, I've, you and I've talked about it at the races, and yeah, you're you're definitely getting better, and it's definitely fun to watch. I mean, you were what third at the last Utah round before the break, but you, um, but you were and you were leading that right.
2: That was the sec- That was the first Utah one. I was the first leading. Utah one. I led. 65 miles of that one and then i finished third there which was really good because that was my first podium at the national and hounds and then the second one in utah the last one before the break i was running second behind tyler and uh like 20 miles to go i got hit from behind and the broke the rear brake so i finished i fell apart little I was trying to ride uh, keep the same pace with just a front brake but I couldn't do that so I fell back to fourth a couple seconds off the podium I was pretty mad
0: so yeah I don't (laughs) you and I talked about it and we don't have to get into it but it's crazy that you would get hit from behind in a race and you know unfortunately that you know it, it pretty much ends your day on the podium but hey look fourth place in that group of people was still a pretty phenomenal finish. And it just goes to show you how, how close you really are.
2: Yeah. It wasn't a bad day. It was just a little disappointing, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So
0: I'd like to
1: apologize for running into you at that race. I mean, you took my line. I didn't didn't know what else to do, Uh, but I won't let it happen again. (laughs) (laughs) No problem.
0: (laughs) I think, I think Brian, you have that backwards. Oh, it would shit, have been, it would it, have been yeah. Preston running into you because he's lapping you on the second <laughs> go around and you wouldn't get out of the way.
1: It was, uh, it was, it was having a senior moment right there. <laughs> okay, so, so Preston, you've, uh, I mean, you're having a hell of a season. Uh, Long term, what are, what are your goals? What, what would you, if you, uh, if we were having this conversation 20 years from now and you were reflecting on your career? what would you love to be able to say about your career uh, in terms of the things that you were able to do, the championships that you had and where you were able to take it? What Where would you like to go with this?
2: Yeah, I would, uh, I don't know. I feel like my goals have kind of been the same for not, not the same goals for the last couple of years, but like my dream, I would say is to have like wins all over the place. Not, not just like, a bunch of hare and hound wins or a bunch of grand prix wins or anything but it would be it'd be nice to know that you could go anywhere and win or get on the podium or do good like be a competitor competitive like go do it's really difficult to overlap all different kinds of racing right it's like there's so many different sure uh types but yeah it'd be I don't know. I like, I like enduros. I like Grand Prix, I like desert racing. I like woods racing. I like it all. So, uh, yeah, if you, I don't know if I was just able to be good at all of that, like all around rider, uh, that's, that's, uh, what I hope I could do. So
1: you you've opened the door for two questions that most people would be really pissed if I didn't ask you. Okay. Here's the first one. Do you feel, uh, Do you feel like you have to go to Baja to to complete, to round out what it is that you just said
2: that you think you need to do? Uh, No, I don't. Personally, I don't have any interest. I guess it would be cool to do, but I have a lot more interest in racing different types of racing other than Baja. I don't know. Okay. Maybe 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 I should be more interested in it, but I it doesn't really like it doesn't really enthuse me too much. I'd say.
1: Okay. So the next question is, and it's uh, uh, so is is Dakar on that list?
2: That interests me more than Baja. I don't see myself there anytime soon. Cause I feel like there's a lot more racing that I need to do around here before I could even, uh, think about that level of racing. Cause those guys are the best in the world at that. But, uh, yeah, I would, I, I would do, I would be, I'm more interested in that than going to Baja. That's, that's a, that's a
1: fair statement. I mean, uh, I just, I had to ask the question. I know people are going to be curious about it. I I mean, I'm curious about it. Uh, I had uh, a lot of interest that, you know, there's something, I think there's probably something about racing in Mexico for people who haven't raced in Mexico. And I'm one of those guys I haven't, and I've always wanted to go. There's a, there's a mystique about it. And every time I kind of dip my toe in the water of, Hey, you know what? I think I want to go something like what happened to Nick happens. And I go, yeah, you know what? I'm good
2: you know i'm I'm good doing something else yeah i'm i'm I feel the same
0: wow and look there's gonna be there's gonna be people who listen to this tonight and are gonna be just blown away by the fact that you're the son of an eleven time Baja champion, and you're saying, yeah, it just doesn't excite me at all and i and i think I think they won't get that I mean, knowing your dad like i do i I don't see your dad ever saying. You know, oh, you should really do this, follow in my footsteps. I think your dad's probably always told you, no, man, do what you want, be your own man.
2: Yeah, exactly. He's uh left it all up to me, kinda. He doesn't he doesn't push me to race or push me to do anything uh that I don't want to do. So I just uh I enjoy what I'm doing and I like to race. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: yeah no and it's good and i mean i think something else that people may not know is is you know being with jcr honda and your dad's team that everybody just assumes that your dad's working on your bikes or or gauge is working on your bikes but for for the most part all the race bike prep and the motor changes and top ends and all that stuff are done by you right
2: yeah uh uh last couple years i've been done mostly all of it this year has been a little nicer. Gage has been helping me out more and more. So that's pretty nice. He's uh, prepping my bikes more often with just because he has time. But, uh, yeah, usually he's got Tara and Ricky's bike and uh, everyone else's bikes to do. So I do I do my own stuff, and then he could handle everyone else's. But uh, since no one's really been racing uh, – He's he's got to do some of my my bike preps and uh, does a great job.
0: Now, do you, you know, years down the road from now, when you're when you're pretty much done racing on a full time basis, do do you see yourself taking over for your dad and, and continuing that JCR Honda race team and running that with racers? Or is that not something you really want to do?
2: I don't know I I guess if it uh if it's still going strong and it seems reasonable and uh that you could still do that at that point in time then yeah I'll uh, keep I'll keep being attached to the racing and and uh I yeah I don't know I don't know what else to do so I like to I like to race dirt bikes and even if yeah when you're older you don't race. You could still be a part of it. So,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I asked because, you know, I'd like to, you know, just like any of the teams, I'd like to see them continue and, and, and keep going and and building West coast off road. And, you know, but again, like we just talked about, you know, you're your own man and your dad's always told you to do your own thing. And if that's what you decide to do, I'm sure that option will be there for you. Yeah. So sorry, I'm gonna keep cutting Brian off so nobody no. has to listen to him. But uh you 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 missed it you missed it before we had you on on, we were talking about I was talking about um, GNCC. You know, and, and Trevor Hunter and Brandy Krause and James Clark all went back to Snowshoe last weekend. And Trevor Trevor Hunter got a coastal gas gas bike as part of his dirt bike testing he was doing. And I talked to him today, and he, he told me that that race was the hardest race he's ever done in his entire life. Now, I know you did some last year. How was, how was your experience? I, know, I, I don't know if you – did you go to Snowshoe?
2: So, Snowshoe was canceled last year when I went back there, but I've ridden Snowshoe three times previous to that. And it is the nastiest race I've ever done. (laughs) I don't know why I've gone back two more times after the first time I ran, (laughs) but I have. And, uh, yeah, actually, this year's conditions looked much better than I've ever seen it. It looked pretty dry. I've ridden it, yeah, all three times I've been underwater and raining and cold and foggy and stuck in a mud hole for 20 minutes and wet and I don't know. It's, it's really difficult, but it's a really good race. And I recommend anyone to go back there and try it.
0: Yeah. He, he said that, and I, and I've watched the last couple of years too, and it's always been muddy and rainy. And he said that they were all saying it was the driest it's been in years, Yeah. but he said at the end, all the pro guys said that that was probably one of the hardest races they've had there. He said it was nothing but rock rock everywhere
2: yeah it's really steep it's really steep because everything's on the ski slopes up and down and so yeah it's really rocky and rooty and usually there's i don't know how wet it was in the forest areas but yeah usually it's just mud and water everywhere super slippery and it's uh it's brutal but it makes you uh come back out to the west and be like oh okay there's no issues here i could ride this Condition or every year when it every year when it rains at Prairie Dogs, it's a it's like a light sprinkle compared to that.
0: <laughs> hey, Brian. So, oh, so gonna, I, was,
1: I was taking a nap. Sorry, what's up that? No, it's fine. Right, I'll,
0: <laughs> I'll stop after this one, but I'm going to share my what I think is my funny Preston Campbell uh, GNC story. So. Last year when he was out doing a few of those, we ran into him at uh, in Ohio, in Millfield, I think it was. And, you know, we pull in in the big motorhome and we got Tyler Lynn's bike on the back and we're having to go to the back to find a parking spot. And and let me tell you, you know, we show up at the gate at this place and it just tells you how well run GNCC is and impressive will attest to this. I mean, we show up. We've never been there. We've got this 40-foot motorhome with a bike on the back of it. We have no idea where to park. They had two guys on quads that said, "Nope, just follow us. We'll find you a spot. Then they stopped us at the bottom by the pond that was there. He goes and looks, comes back, says, all right, got your spot. So as we're going up, they had these terraced spots for, like, big fifth wheels and motorhomes. And in this one terraced spot, which I'm not kidding you is probably – 50 yards long right here's this one little transit white van sitting at the very front of it and it took a few seconds before we realized it was preston so so from there that was i think we got there that night or something and then preston what happened to you with that parking spot that next morning
2: i uh some guy boxed me in with a fifth wheel to my back door of my van. And I couldn't even unload the bikes or anything. He just took the whole spot. So I had to do some uh, off roading up the terraces to get out of there through people's camps in my van. Felt kind of bad, but I needed some, I needed to get out of where I was.
0: Oh, dude. And, and Brian, let me tell you, it was it was no easy feat, right? Because when we came back down on the bike, on the, on the e-bikes, his transit was gone. And all you could see was these burnout marks up the side of the hill, (laughs) of (laughs) but where where he had taken this thing to get out.
2: Are you still rolling in the transit? Yep. I still got my little transit. (laughs) I, uh, I like, I like it. It gets good gas mileage. I would like something bigger, but I don't need anything bigger. And, i'm i'm pretty content with it and i got the box vans for the race weekend so i'm good i'm good driving the little transit around <laughs>
0: nice yeah you should see you should see how he straps his bike in in that little oh
2: transit.
1: he was he was showing me we uh we wound up pitting together at a I can't care if it was a sprint enduro or uh or a scrambles at uh at gorman and you were there with your mom and it was me and me and lisa and <laughs> And you were showing me how you got the bike in there by ratcheting down the suspension yeah. or some
2: crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, you just pull the put a tie down from the handlebar to the fork, and pull it down, and then I slide it right in, and then just put one tie down from the ground to the roof, and it holds it right in there. <laughs> I, right. I, I, it was and like you a, pin it.
0: It's pinned against one side wall, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: Scott, so it I was could, like a it was like a clown car the. There were easy ups coming out and
2: tables and tools and motorcycles. I can, <laughs> I, can I can fit everything I could need in that thing. It's it's completely full, but I could I can get it. I could get two bikes in it and works good. So, it was a it was a western hair scramble, I remember.
1: That's what it was. Yeah, I crashed my brains out of that race. I didn't
2: tighten I didn't tighten a countershaft bolt, so I didn't make it too far there.
1: I think uh and Kendall was was pitting there too and I think uh there was this discussion in the pits about whether you could go two laps or three laps on a stock tank. Yeah. Uh, and, and no one seemed to knew and I think uh and I think you remember I think I remember you saying that uh, your your dad said it was up to you to figure out what was going to happen and you guys just rolled the dice. Let's see if we can go three laps and I'll, Yeah. I'll <laughs> yeah. So good times. I miss racing up there. I wish uh, there was some way that we could uh, get that race back on the schedule. That, that, that place is fun and grueling by the end of the day. It's everything that I think those races should be. It's gotta, you know, gotta be challenging at the end and really, yeah. really test your moxie for sure.
0: And well, where was that at?
1: Ed Gorman. Uh, it was a prospector's race. You know, you know how beat up it gets back there. You oh, get yeah. Back into that, uh, those sand washes that got, Volkswagen size, whoops, when you're trying to ride through there. Good, good time. So, so yeah, Preston, I got a question for you. So in your relatively short career, and and I'm going to say that this, this year has, has really been your breakout year. um, What are you most proud of? Is there, is there a race, a win, a finish, anything that what, what stands out in your mind is something you like, like your, your, your best accomplishment so far.
2: Um, it's not really an accomplishment or anything. I I don't have like a race win or anything that I'm like proud of or really care to, or like I I'm happy I did it or won or this race or that race, but the best feeling in the world was leading the Heron Hound in Utah is, I don't know. It's got me uh, hooked for sure. That was, that was, that was the best feeling ever.
0: Yeah. And, and look, it, I I was there and it, I mean, your mom was sitting in, in our pit because you guys were pitted way at the other end. And so she was relaying radio stuff to your dad yeah. and your, your mom and I were, were just, yeah, nervous, just like wait and wait and wait. And then you come in and you're just so stoked. I mean, it's, you know, we, we, t- we all tend to, get close to you know the guys like you and and ricky and and those guys that race in our series and it's a big deal for us too it's a proud moment for all of us and so you know i'm i'm stoked that that you are representing us over in italy this year um it's 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 a proud moment for all of us and just go have fun. And if you ride like you've been riding, man, I don't see you not coming home with the gold thing around your neck.
2: Yeah. I hope it goes smoothly. I feel like, uh, I could ride just fine and I'm not too worried. I just, hopefully there's no mistakes and no, uh, no mechanical issues and it all goes smoothly. So, uh, yeah, hope, I uh, hope for a smooth, uh, fun race and good experience and, that's what I'm looking forward to. So, yeah, Pre-
1: Preston, you're in, a, you're in a long line of, uh, you're one of a long line of, of district riders who have who've grown up in District 37. Uh, and, and just really, you, you represent, uh, just as I guess uh, you're putting on my district hat right now, you, you, you represent District 37 well. Um, you are for sure an inspiration for younger kids that are coming up on how to do it the right way. Um, it's, uh, it's always a pleasure to, to see you at the races, to, to just talk to you in general. Um, you get what this thing is. You don't take yourself uh, too seriously. Uh, you're putting in the, to put in the work to get to where it is that, uh, that you want to be. Um, and, and I just, uh, I think that's such a, such a cool thing in, in professional sports where younger, younger riders have such a, an access to, to the older riders who have gotten to where it is that they want to go. Uh, and you're and you're such a good role model and example for for the younger writers that are coming up on on how to do it and where you can go, uh, where you can take your career if you decide to put the work in and just and do it the right way. So it's uh, uh, I just thought it was important to let you know. I don't know. If, I'm, I'm sure you hear that from your dad, uh, it, but uh, maybe you don't hear it from everybody else. And that's uh, that I think that's super important to, to tell you that. Scott, Thank I you. cut you off. Sorry about that.
0: No, it, no, it's fine. I mean, I, I'm. What you said is perfect. You know, I guess. I guess what I jumped too far ahead on was. Your your favorite moment so far is leading the Heron hound, right? So, yeah. So so. You're out front. Are are you saying to yourself in your like, "Oh shit! Oh, don't don't fuck this up." <laughs> or or. or 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 what's what's going on? What conversation are you having in your head, at any?
2: I was just singing the "On Any Sunday" song in my head the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Across the valley, I I was singing that song. It was awesome. And then uh, <laughs> and then yeah, I was just I was trying not to uh, like get too excited and crash or make a big mistake or sh- something like. When the two guys or two beta guys caught me, I kind of just, I tried to put up as big a fight as I could without going like without crashing or making too big a mistake. And I was just like, okay, a podium is improvement from the last race. I don't want to throw my whole day away and like end up in an ambulance. But uh, I tried to push as hard as I could for as long as I could. And uh, yeah, that's, I just, Try to keep myself calm, I guess, and not not a uh, not throw it away too big.
1: So, what? Preston, Preston, I got one. La- I got one last question for you, and and you can answer this honestly because no one's listening. Who's the fastest Campbell in your house right now?
2: I am. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe my dad was for sure faster than me. 15 years ago
0: but uh wow dude wow. 15 years ago like okay. you don't e- you don't even give him you don't even give him a throw him a bone no, like yeah a couple of years ago he still was but now I am wow. no, no
1: hesitation and then he doubles down on
2: it I, I love no, that. okay well no I was no like 15 years ago he was still winning races a lot and, stuff, and, then, was, <laughs> and then uh and then I think when I was 15 it can beat him off the track and stuff <laughs> and then now uh now uh now he's old <laughs> oh, wow wow uh, <laughs> uh,
1: wow wow yeah. is right well, well what else do you have uh, to add to that Scott
0: <laughs> uh it, well actually one more thing going back to leading the Utah national it is it easier is it easier to lead or is it easier to be in second and chasing what was easier in your mind
2: there are two. you have to like look at or when you're in those two different positions you have to ride so differently when you're leading you're like in control of the race you could see there's no dust but but you have you have to open the open up the course and try to try to read terrain more and can't uh can't watch a guy or like, uh, I forget the word. Um, Can't like, just, just look look for the dust and go for it. And
0: yeah, you can't key off of the guy in front of you. Yeah,
2: exactly. Key off. Yeah. You can't key off the guy in front of you or watch him in the dust, see what he hits or anything. You're all you're, it's up to you to hit, hit it first. And, and uh, yeah, just read the train differently. And then, but I prefer leading. You're not sucking dust all day. It's way more enjoyable. It's way more enjoyable unless, uh, you don't wear yourself out as much. I felt, uh, I felt a lot better and not as tired leading, leading the race than I do. If I'm just in the dust the whole time and taking chances in the dust. And it's not, it's yeah, just way more enjoyable of a day. If you're leading.
0: Okay. I like that. I I asked that question. That's more for like Brian because Brian's always having to chase me, so I wanted him (laughs) to have an idea of you know what what that feeling was. So
1: yeah, to the cooler doesn't count. We're talking about racing now. No, (laughs) hey, hey,
0: hey, hey, racing's racing, bro. Doesn't matter.
1: Listen, you, 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 you pick a race, and we'll, uh, and we'll really promote the shit out of that. And then uh, you can lick your wounds afterwards. <laughs> hey, hey,
0: I'm happy to say that 20 years ago, I was faster than Preston. <laughs> I got that much going for me.
2: You're right on. I, I was one. I don't think I rode a dirt bike yet.
0: And there you have it. I was yes. faster.
1: All right, so. we're gonna pay some bills real quick. Uh, so we got uh, we got two uh, two uh, prime sponsors for the Wide Open Podcast. We talked about one of them a little earlier. Preston mentioned it. Uh, it's Rad Custom Graphics. Uh, Ryan uh, Abatoy over Rad Custom Graphics is your go-to guy for graphics, vehicle wraps, as Preston mentioned, t-shirts, uh, hats, and anything else that you can think to promote your business uh, or your your sporting team. Uh, you want to make your, your race bike look uh, look awesome, Ryan's the guy that can take care of you. Uh, you can reach out to him at radcustomgraphics.com or you can find him on Instagram at radcustomgraphics. A new sponsor to the Wide Open Podcast is High Desert Mechanical Services. High Desert Mechanical Services is a business owned by a desert, or a desert racer, a member of HBMC, and he's also a, a district volunteer, a guy named Brian Lacroix. Uh, He's uh, got over 20 years uh, in the business working on uh, uh, diesel trucks and and whatnot. And I'm not talking big diesels, the kind of diesels that we all drive. Um, There is nothing that that guy can't do. If it's broke, he fixes it. Uh, I've had a, a couple of times I drive a really old truck. I refuse to spend a bunch of money on something brand new to pull my trailer. And he keeps that thing on the road for me. Uh if you're one of those guys that uh believes in uh keeping old stuff and keeping it running, or even the new stuff, if it's gone out of warranty, he's the guy. I I've, I've talked to him a couple of times over the phone. Hey, I got a problem in my truck and he's able to diagnose it like over the phone just with me telling telling him what's the matter with it. Uh he's uh prices are reasonable. He's got a, a huge shop in feeling where he can work on your stuff. Uh, He's also stepped up to do all the maintenance on the side-by-sides that we purchased for the new district 37 rescue service. Uh, So he work he can work on your truck, your car, your side-by-side. He rebuilds motorcycles as well. Uh, So look him up on high desert mechanical services. It's it's at high desert mechanical services on Instagram. Uh, Tell him that uh, you heard about him from the wide open podcast and he will take care of you. So gentlemen, I think this is probably a great place to stop. Uh, Preston, I can't thank you enough for, uh, for returning to the wide open podcast. Uh, Really enjoyed talking to you. I mean, I just a great conversation. Scott, what do you think?
0: Yeah, dude. Hey, look, man. I mean, shoot. I talk to you all the time and see you all the time. So I'll probably see you again, but Hey, it's, it's been a pleasure as always, man. Thanks. Thanks for sharing your stories with us. I know there was stuff that people, people wanted to know and ever and wonder about. So Appreciate that. We we wish we wish you the best of luck over in Italy at the end of August. Um, just have a good time, man, and be you. And uh, before we go, your shirts. Your what's your Instagram handle? Is it Preston Campbell?
2: It's uh, Preston Campbell three hundred.
0: Okay, so everybody can go over to there and follow the link to his ISDE shirts. Um, I saw them today. They're, they're, they're bad-ass. So go, go pick yourself up one, two or 10 and, and help help Preston get to Italy and and have a good time. And then uh, don't forget, we've got the JCR speed shop, which is in San Juan. So if you need any bike work on your Honda, there's, there's no better place to go and go give them a call. And uh, anybody else you want to thank Preston for, for helping you get to where you're going to Italy.
2: Yeah. I just like to thank everyone who's helped me and donated and, uh, help, uh, help fund, uh, the trip. And then, uh, thank you guys for, and the district for keep putting on races and, uh, can not do it without you guys. Cause if there's no races then uh, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, any, I just, uh, Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on and talk to you guys soon.
0: Awesome.
1: Awesome. Preston, thank you very much. And, uh, for everybody that's uh, listening, uh, make sure you keep, uh, keep following our, our different, uh, pages, uh, wide open podcast, uh, on Instagram, uh, also follow the district pages, uh, all the different district pages that we have either on Instagram or on Facebook, uh, in the next couple of days, you should see the flyer for the ISDE fundraiser that uh, that we're promoting. Uh, that's supported by District 37, uh, NGPC, and Big Six uh, to help uh, to help support uh, the three riders that we have coming out of District 37 get to the ISDE in Italy. So, on that note, we will say uh, say good night, uh, and uh, as always, we will see you all at the races. Good night, everybody.
2: Good luck, Preston.
0: All right. Thank you. Good night.